Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all for joining me for another uh, fantastic episode. Uh, I'm uh, really excited for today uh, because we've been trying to have this woman on the podcast for quite a while. We finally wrangled her, um, which we're really, really happy to uh, discuss this really awesome brand. Uh, They've been doing some really great things. Uh, Recently got a pretty uh, nice investment uh, from a really great private equity group. So there's a lot of uh, awesome buzz about them going out uh, in the world at the moment. Um, And uh, she's busy, but we managed to but we managed to get her uh, tied down for 30 to 45 minutes with us today, which will be uh, really exciting. Uh, before we uh, before we bring in our esteemed guest, uh, I do want to just touch on the fact that IFA, uh, as of this recording, uh, is probably give or take in about six weeks or so. Uh, so really, really excited to uh, be in San Diego with all of you. Uh, as you guys probably know, uh, Ryan and myself, uh, this is not what we do all day. Uh, we obviously do have day jobs Uh, And so both of our day jobs, so to speak, are going to be sponsoring uh, at the IFA. We'll be exhibiting. We also will have Fran Jam, which is uh, personally my favorite part uh, because there isn't really a whole lot of learning, but there's a lot more drinking. So I really enjoy that, Um, being able to see everybody let loose a little bit. Uh, So that'll be really exciting. That'll be Sunday night uh, at Venue 808. Uh, And then in addition to that, uh, Ryan and I will be running around the conference like uh, chickens with our heads cut off, as we always are. Uh, going from party to party. So really excited to see you all. Uh, if you have any questions about that, uh, go to franchise.org backslash con- convention, um, and that will take you to exactly where you need to be. And if you have any other further questions about how to get more involved, we're happy to put you in touch with the IFA folks. Uh, and also we are happy to answer them ourselves because we probably should know the answer to those. Um, in addition to that, for folks who haven't joined yet, um, Ryan and I haven't talked about it in a little bit, uh, but we have an awesome partner here called Voxy that really helps us to uh, set up our text club. So for folks who haven't had the chance to do that quite yet, uh, please uh, go to Modern Business, that's M-O-D-R-N business.com uh, and check out our text club on there. If you want to ask us any questions that you want us to be uh, putting into the mix when we're talking to awesome guests like we have today. Uh, and in addition to that, um, really, if there's anything else that you guys want to be talking to us about, rather it's a new guest, uh, we have tons of PR firms that are pitching us uh, all the time. And of course, for conflict of interest sake, Ryan is the one fielding those, of course. Uh, but then in addition to that, we also uh, have a lot of really awesome guests that are outside of franchising uh, that we are kind of fielding and talking to and networking with. And so um, if you do want to use that as an outlet, uh, please feel free to do that. Okay, so uh, excited for our next guest today. As I mentioned, uh, she is a very busy woman. They've been uh, they've been selling everything like they've been selling these like hotcakes recently. It's uh, been uh, really really great uh, to see the awesome growth. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be pretty close to it these days. Um, but they also brought on uh, my good friend uh, Patrick Pantano uh, as well to help out with the franchise development. But really happy uh, to have the CEO and partner of Blow Blow Jar Bar with us. I have uh, Vanessa Jacobson today. Very nice to see you. Thank you, Zach. So great to be here. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. Well, we're really happy to have you on finally. Uh, It's really exciting. Uh, Your business has really been up to a lot. Uh, I know that being being based up in Canada, there has been, uh, you know, a little bit of a lull just being able to go outside, but you've been seeing all the amazing things that are happening uh, across your entire system. Uh, And it's just really awesome for me to see as well, to see, you know, the industry itself grow as well. Because I know that, you know, when you guys first got started, um, I would love to, I think, to really start because you're going to be able to tell the story better than me just to kind of hear 
uh, what the original founders decided to do, and then you really took it uh, and put it into Hyperdrive. So we'd love to just kind of hear the founding story, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So the story started back in, I think, 2000, um, when we took my son, who's now 22, for his first haircut to a place in Toronto that was supposed to be the place to go to. Um, and my husband, who grew up in retail, his, his parents had furniture stores and retails in his blood, and service concept counts as retail in this scenario. He looked around and he said, this is really awful. We can do much better than this. And in my fuzzy recollection, he came home one day sometime after that and said, I'm starting a kid's hair salon and our friend Paul is going to run it. So Paul's been our business partner since they launched this concept in 2001. And this chain of children's hair salons that they started grew to about 20 across Canada, a mix of franchise and corporate owned. And along the way in 2009, somebody told us about Blow Blow Dry Bar. The founders had started Blow in Vancouver, Canada. And when we discovered it in 2009, it was two years old and they had three locations. And the founders' original concept was to sort of democratize the, the hair experience and bring that red carpet style, if you will, to the average consumer. And the idea was that it would be convenient. You could book it anytime, seven days a week, um, and it would be a quick service and it would be an affordable service. So that was the original concept, which we've stuck with and grown. We turned it into a franchise when we acquired it in 09, expanded first into the Toronto market and then into the US. We later sold the children's hair concept to focus on blow. And uh, we are seeing great success. Most of our locations are in the US. We continue to expand across the states, also through Canada, and we're making international a big focus this year as well. Yeah, very exciting. I've noticed that that's been some stuff that I've been seeing coming across uh, the wire, that international is a, is a focus uh, in that. And so I think that that is uh, really awesome to see, of course, international, U.S. being the first place. But in addition to that, um, other uh, really, really awesome places to be growing into. So that's really exciting to kind of hear. And it's just interesting to see the background that you guys have and, and truly understanding the retail space and how to really give that fantastic experience that you guys ha are giving day in and day out. You know, I love to, in addition to that, of course, you know, this space has become a little bit more popular in recent years. You know, there is a pretty major competitor that also just got some buy-in from some private equity. So obviously uh, it is picking up some pretty fair steam here. You know, how are you guys differentiating from others in your space today? So we are the original blow dry bar. That's what's so exciting about our story. Our founders created the concept in 2007. It did not exist in North America before they started it. So they really launched this category. And it was funny, I was driving around South Florida this past week and I passed a little mom and pop shop and it was something something style bar and I thought that concept of a bar that term didn't exist before our founders started using it in this context so they really revolutionized the category that's a major differentiator for us blow blow dry bar has been doing this 
longer than anybody else. We've been franchising longer than anybody else. We've been 100% franchise owned since our team acquired the business in 2009. So everything we do has been focused on developing the systems, the tools, the resources that ensure our franchisees are set up for success. Uh, we put a very big focus on the franchisee as owner operator. We, we want them developing the relationship with their community, the relationship with their staff. Our, our uh, franchisees appreciate that opportunity. The staff who work for them love knowing that they're working for a local franchisee who really cares about them and wants to develop their careers. And our guests love knowing that they're there to support the business of a local entrepreneur in their community. We continue to innovate. We offer makeup services. We have a director of artist education who's a real superstar. We partner with fantastic brands like Unite Hair Care and Color Wow and makeup brands like Glow Skin Beauty. So we're constantly innovating on the product side as well. Many of our bars recently started offering hair extensions, which is a new area of focus for us. So that idea of continual excellence, continual innovation and improvement, and always being the gold standard in the space is really our DNA. Yeah, I think that it's it's interesting to hear as you guys are kind of beginning to create more partnerships with really awesome brands. But I think in addition to that, you guys are really doing a lot of work and expanding your services and allowing your franchisees to be able to diversify what they're offering to people to really create that value and to increase those unit economics, which I think is at the end of the day, the goal as a franchisor to try and help the franchisees make more money. I think that that's, that's always going to be part of what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, but I would say in addition to that, you did mention innovation. Um, and I think I would love to dive into the technology side, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, briefly uh, to just get into how you guys are using technology to gain an edge uh, over others in the health and beauty space, uh, not only just against your competitors directly in the blow bow dry bar space, but also, um, you know, anybody within health and wellness. Is there anything interesting and cool you guys are doing on the tech side at all? Well, I would say it's in the way we're using it. So one of our big strategic pillars right now is to ensure that we're operating as a goal-oriented, performance-driven culture, all the way from our boardroom, our corporate offices, down to the floor at the individual locations. And so for us, that means having access to great information, great usable data that our franchisees can uh, track and analyze and learn from and use to inform their actions and activities as they build their businesses, same as we would use data that we have access to to drive our strategic thinking and the development of the coaching program and again the tools and resources that we provide to our franchisees. So our primary technology partner is Booker, uh, which is now part of MindBody and that's the platform that all our franchisees use. Uh, that's where bookings are made, where staff schedules are created, inventory is managed, uh, marketing is done to, to uh, the customer database. So leveraging the data within Booker through their business reports is a big piece of it. Um, we have some third-party reporting as well that uh, we have another firm called Accrue that uses reports called Tableau that are customized for us. So we've started working with them recently on some customized reports. We also have now made it mandatory for our franchisees to utilize Profit Keeper 
which for those of you who don't know, is a platform into which franchisees will upload their financial statements uh, on a monthly basis, and then they can access aggregate data so they can see how their financials are performing against their peers in the system. And for us at the franchisor level, it's going to increase our visibility into the unit economics for our franchisees so we can understand better where we need to focus to help our franchisees again, with that coaching and resource development to to help them enhance their business as well. Um, We also recently started using FranConnect, which is a platform to enhance communication between the franchisor and the franchisees. We're using it as a learning management software system. We're using it to convey information in a timely manner to our franchisees. So all these tools are coming together to really help facilitate the dialogue and interaction between the franchisees and us as the franchisor, facilitate learning, facilitate our ability to be analyzing results and making informed strategic decisions, again, both at the corporate level and at the unit level. Well, lots of really great tools for the franchisees to be able to utilize and obviously benefit from because you guys have them at the corporate level as well. So I think it's really obviously nice to hear for folks that are listening that are interested in learning a little bit more about what you know Blow is all about, uh, that they do have these tools in place, which I think is obviously a great thing. You know, I want to transition briefly uh, into you know the franchise development side. I know that um, now you have Patrick around to be able to have these conversations, so you don't have to. Uh, but I, uh, I am going to pull you back into it for a second, um, just to kind of hear, you know, from your perspective. You know, obviously there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. Um, why is now the right time to get into Blow? You know, is there any particular current events that make, you know, getting into the health and wellness, you know, space a little bit more attractive, just based off of you know current events or whatever it may be? I'm just kind of curious, curious to hear your perspective as CEO, you know, what you're seeing out there in terms of trends. I think that the customer trend in the wellness space is really helping drive our business. It became very clear to us over the last several years, even pre-pandemic, that we're not just in the beauty business. We're in the wellness business as well. We're at this really interesting intersection of beauty and wellness. Customers are coming to us because they want to look their very best. They come to us for the experiential piece of it as well. We really are an experiential business and they're coming to us for different reasons. So maybe they're sitting in our chair to have a moment to relax and be pampered. Maybe it's about the convenience of having someone else do their hair while they catch up on work in the chair. Maybe it's a social experience. They're coming with their girlfriends for a girl's night out or their wedding party, or it's mommy daughter time. They come to us for different reasons, but it's all about that experience, how they feel when they're in our bars, how they feel when they leave. So we know today that consumers are more willing to invest in experiences even over things. So knowing that we're an experiential business really does drive a lot of what we do and how we do it. So I think people are really attracted to our business because they love the joy of making the customer feel wonderful. They love the joy of giving their staff an opportunity to have meaningful careers and meaningful earning opportunities It really is so much about that giving to the community that helps fuel what drives so many of our franchisees. 
Uh, speaking of giving to the community, I think for many of our franchisees, being able to use their businesses to contribute to the community is meaningful as well. Many of our franchisees over the last several months have opened up their doors to frontline healthcare workers, for example, offering complimentary blowouts as a way to give back to that community. So there are lots of uh, aspects of this feel-good service offering that I think really resonate with people today in, in a new newer enhanced way. Yeah, I love those stories too, because I think that that obviously does play a real part uh, in what makes franchising so special, uh, is that it, it isn't necessarily just about making money and the unit economics, although I may joke about it, and it is obviously at the end of the day, you know, part of it. I think that also playing a part in the community and being able to give back and really play a role in, you know, making people happy, I think is part of it too. And I think that you know, the fact that you guys have been able to reach out and work with frontline workers to kind of have them feel normal for a second because they're dealing with so much. Uh, mm -hmm. To have that free service, you know, to you guys isn't is a drop in the bucket, but to them it means a lot more. So I think it's a really nice thing to hear that you guys are playing a role in that community also. And I think that, you know, on that note, I do want to transition uh, briefly into how you guys are dealing with the customer loyalty side of things. I, I think that, during the pandemic, it's been no secret that there has been a major increase in consumer spending. Um, I think that I'm sure folks uh, have been reading all over uh, all the things that you've been reading about inflation and all the problems that we're having. Um, but I think from the business perspective, uh, it, it's it's nice for the consumer. Sometimes it isn't so nice. Uh, but I think it's just interesting to see how things have changed in that regard. I'm curious, you know, is there anything that you guys have altered uh, to try and capture this influx of this, these influx of people that are really coming out uh, to go out and, and do that. Uh, and I think in addition to that, uh, I am curious just because, you know, there has been um, customer loyalty has been really hard to track, I think, in re in recent years, just because because people are going out and wanting to spend their money in new ways. It's been a lot harder to capture those people. So are there any tactics in terms of strategy or the way that you're speaking to people or maybe it's a communication method, uh, anything that you guys are doing there that you've changed to kind of capture this just influx of new customers that you may be finding? Yeah, there, there are a few things and it has been interesting from a customer loyalty perspective. It was definitely clear when we reopened our doors after lockdowns and in different markets that there was this desire to come back, this desire to feel good, to feel normal, to take advantage of our services once again. And we recognize that this movement that we saw across industries around supporting small business and supporting local businesses in one's own community was a big driving factor. And our franchisees really leaned into that. We leaned into that with our communication to our customers to really recognize that these are small business owners in a franchise system and our franchise system in particular, and that we really appreciated their loyalty. We really appreciated their support when they turned to buying products uh, when our doors were closed and our franchisees were able to pivot to offer retail and deliver it to the customer. We really recognize that consumer loyalty and support of these small business owners and their community. 
But to really drive loyalty, we've been focusing on our membership program. We've had a membership program for a long time, but it was sort of sitting on the shelf, languishing um, in the shadow of our volume discount packs. We call them our blow tabs, where you can buy eight blowouts for the price of seven. That was something that existed when we acquired the business, and it's really entrenched in our customer culture to be a, a tab buyer. So right before the pandemic, we stood up on stage at our annual meeting of our franchisees and their staff. And we said, memberships are where we need to focus. And everyone ran back to their bars and they were all gung-ho about focusing on membership. And that was in February, 2020. So we know what happened next. Um, but it gave us the opportunity to really focus in on communication around the membership program and really enhance the offering for our members. And so even with the decline in business in the months of the pandemic, we saw an increase in our membership. And now as business has started to resume back to normal, we continue to see this big focus on memberships. And so our guests love it because they're getting a savings, they're getting enhanced perks. So members get complimentary services and other offers every month. There's something new for them. So there are lots of benefits associated with the membership program. So it's encouraging that loyalty. It's encouraging the visit frequency while also recognizing and thanking those loyal customers. And from a business perspective, of course, it's great because you've got this recurring monthly revenue that for so many of our franchisees has really made such a difference in their, their business results as, as they've emerged from the pandemic. Yeah, I think it's just really interesting to just see how much membership has really uh, turned into the main and primary revenue method for health and wellness brands. I think that for so long you were just kind of hoping that, you know, people, the loyalty would allow them to continue to come back in. But now we're kind of trying to not necessarily capitalize is the wrong word, but I think that to be a little bit more strategic about how, um, you know, the behavior of the customer and how to ensure that that the, both the business and the customer are getting the benefit out of that. So I think. And, and the one interesting thing that sort of evolved over the last couple of years is that people are starting to see a membership at Blow as similar to a membership at a gym. You know how we tend to sign up for gym memberships because it's a way to force ourselves to work out and do something that we know is good for us? Well, similarly, people are seeing the blowout services as something that's really good for them, really important for them. Again, turning to that wellness theme. And so by signing up to become a member and commit to coming to your Blow location at least twice a month is a promise to yourself that you're going to engage in that self-care behavior that people really do value. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's just very interesting to see how that, you know, consumer behavior has changed. Just I think it is people are really believing that the health and wellness industry does, you know, translate directly to a gym or, or you know, class pass or something of that nature. It's just a very different, you know, behavior, you know, and I'm curious digging deeper into this a little bit because I think that we're on a bit of a roll here. I would love to just kind of get an idea of, how you guys are communicating these changes to people. I mean, I know that, you know, obviously it's nice to be able to have that in-store experience, but in the pandemic, I would imagine that that was a little bit more difficult just based off of, you know, 
the nature of people not being able to go outside quite as much. But uh, I'm curious, did you guys change the method in which you were communicating to people? Were you guys potentially, you know, doing this uh, through door hangers like the go fashion way? Were you guys sending coupons in the mail like back in the day? Were you guys getting into, you know, text messaging, maybe retargeting became a little bit more common? You know, how did you change the methods in which you were kind of communicating these these changes to people? So we have a very robust customer database. We capture email of every customer who walks through the doors of our locations. And our corporate team will use those customer lists to send out messaging across the system to all our customers, or if there's a particular promotion that any given location is engaging in, we'll send it to the customers of that location. So we continued with that. That's been an incredibly valuable tool for us and certainly proved to be that during the pandemic. Um, I can share that many of our franchisees did engage in texting services when they were emerging from the pandemic, especially if their staffing levels were lower or they were looking to save the cost of having a receptionist on every day of the week, they started communicating via text. And we know today that consumers really appreciate the opportunity to text a business, to ask questions or to book a service. So that's been really valuable as well. And then of course, we're leveraging our social media channels. Each of our locations has their own Instagram account and Facebook, and we provide them with tools and assets, and we utilize a platform that's very popular in the franchise world called Sochi, which people can use to populate their uh, their feeds, to schedule posts in advance, and gain access to a library of images that we provide for them, in addition to ones that they'll create themselves using photos in bar. Um, so a few different ways that we've communicated to customers, digital advertising, of course, has been a big one. And then what uh, what they're able to do in bar as well through traditional signage and communications in bar. I love it. I think it's definitely good to hear that you guys obviously have that you guys obviously have the ability to provide all those tools to communicate all of these awesome new initiatives that you have out to people. I think it's a really nice thing to see. Not all brands have that. So I think it's a nice luxury for people if they are interested in doing so. Um, you know, jumping over into, you know, in closing here, because I think I, obviously your time is quite limited. So I want to just make sure that we are using it strategically. Um, would love to just hear any other major initiatives that you have on the docket um, for this year. I think that there's a lot of really exciting opportunities. We're hoping uh, that we're not going into any more lockdowns anytime soon around here. Uh, so would love to just hear from you any major initiatives you guys have planned for the year um, that you'd like to announce here for some breaking news. Sure. So look, our continued focus on ensuring that we're bringing in really strong candidates. We've been so excited that with all the growth we've had in franchise sales, the candidates that we're seeing are so strong, which shows that our PR efforts, our marketing efforts, uh, the, the Blow franchise website are all working to provide our candidates with the information that they're looking for about our business opportunity so that by the time they have the opportunity 
opportunity to talk to our sales team and then eventually myself and other members of our executive team, they've kind of self-selected through the process so that we're seeing really strong candidates. So we're really excited about supporting those franchisees in strong openings. We know that they're coming in with, uh, with great skill and experience, not from the hair industry. I want to stress that we are not looking for people who come from the hair industry necessarily. I think we've got three in our entire system today who do have that particular background. So we're looking for people who are coming from all different experiences uh, and we're there to support them. So this focus, as I said, on a goal-oriented performance culture has really informed over the past year the creation of a coaching program. We now have almost 60% of our seasoned, established franchisees enrolled in this coaching program with our franchise business coaches. And all new franchisees are going to automatically be enrolled in this coaching program. So we're really excited as we start to see how engaging in that coaching uh, approach with our, our franchise business coaches and all the tools we have at our disposal are really driving business results. So we'll see more of that. We'll see that continued innovation around membership benefits and rewards programs, the enhancement to our hair extension offering and rollout of that, a renewed focus on our bridal business, which is a big piece of what we do. And we want to make sure that that's an offering that's really built out in a, in a robust way so that our franchisees can really leverage it for the benefit of their guests. Um, we're also going to be refreshing our in-store design. We're talking right now to a few fantastic retail design firms. So that's hot off the press for you, Zach. And we're really excited at making our selection of, of which firm we're going to work with to have a refreshed design. We are absolutely committed to ensuring that that is not going to increase the initial investment for new franchisees. So we're going to keep our low-cost franchise model as, as it is. Um, but there'll be a new refreshed design with some opportunities for franchisees who are already in our system, who are looking for a refresh to be able to utilize some of these design and decor elements as well. And a big piece of our focus is going to be on tools and, and strategies and uh, layouts and all of that good stuff in bar to really facilitate driving retail sales, which will be an increasingly important focus for us as well this year. I love to hear that. I love breaking news. I love when that happens. So that's really great to hear. I'm excited to see how that looks. Obviously, uh, aesthetics are a really large uh, role that you guys play uh, in, in people. So I have no doubt that you guys will definitely be able to put together a really awesome uh, look and feel for your uh, new retail build, retail build outs as they happen. Uh, you know, Vanessa, we're really happy to have you on and to talk to you a little bit more today and just to learn up a bit more about Blow. You know, if people want to learn a little bit more about it in terms of becoming a franchisee potentially, where can they go to do that? They can go to franchise.blowmedry.com. That's B-L-O-M-E-D-R-Y.com. So franchise.blowmedry.com and our consumer site is blowmedry.com. So come visit us there too. It is basically my one of my favorite uh, innuendo, uh, innuendo URLs in franchising. That was one of the first things I ever found when I typed that in and I started cracking up and I'll never forget, I was right next to my grandmother. She found it funny too, which is exactly how you knew Excellent. that you guys had made it. So <laughs> um, I, I, I love to see it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for hopping on here today. Uh, folks, if you'd like to listen to uh, more episodes like this, of course, uh, please go to Modern Business, M-O-D-R-N Business. 
uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Vanessa, thank you very much today for your time. Uh, and folks, looking forward to seeing you all at Young Conference Net IFA soon. Thank you.